The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7 episode 2983. It's a what to watch now segment for Saturday and I've got four videos actually that I want to suggest. I'll have them linked at the blog post for the show's episode at sw7x7.com and in the show notes as well. They are interviews with the cast of Andor and they're remarkable for a couple of reasons that we'll talk about here on the show. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it. So once again, I will start by saying thank you so much for your likes, your shares, your retweets of tweets and Instagram posts that I've put out for the proposed questions for a Dream Mark Hamill interview. You are helping to make this possible with your likes and shares and helping with the visibility of it. I'm so grateful for it. Question six is up and out there now, and I have collected all of them into a tweet thread over on SW7X7 podcast. That's the uh, one for the show, <laughs> specifically as opposed to my own personal one, which is Alan Voivod on Twitter. Heck, I may as well just put it in both places. All right. So by the time you hear this, it'll be in both places. Anyway, thank you again so much. They'll be pinned to the top of my Twitter profile and anything you can do to help spread the word and make this possible is so deeply appreciated. Thank you very much. Hoping to do this in advance of a 3000th episode, which is literally just around the corner. We are 17 days away. All right, so the interviews that I'm talking about are on Screen Rant's website. They're on their Screen Rant YouTube channel, but they're embedded on the website. Then the reason why it's good to check them out on the website is because there's actually transcripts of the interviews as well. So that was very polite and thoughtful. I really appreciated that. Ash Crossan, who is actually the same person who hosted the big celebration panel in May, um, that was the studio showcase panel, right? So. She's the one who conducts these interviews. They're Zoom interviews and they have them on YouTube. And there are four different ones. One of them is with Diego Luna. One of them is with Genevieve O'Reilly. One of them is with Adria Arjana. And the last one, the fourth one, is a joint interview with Kyle Soller and Denise Goff. Now, one of the things that struck me as I was watching these interview videos, and it's really kind of a different experience, but the rawness of them, and I mean that from the sense of the editing perspective. So when you see, you know, some of these press junket interviews that people do, you get, you know, the question and then, you know, cut to the person answering it and giving a really tight, focused answer. Well, that's not really what happens in these interviews. And for the record, I'm not saying that as a criticism. I'm actually fascinated by it. And in fact, I'm sure that's exactly what happens in those ones where we get to see the very tight focused editing, right? Like the actual reality of things is not at all like that. And we're getting to see the actual reality of things with these four interview clips. And I really enjoyed that aspect of it. And there's another notable thing that comes through, which is the reinforcement of a couple of core ideas that we keep hearing about the show, that it is about people, that it's about community, that it's 
on the ground. It's not dealing with the Jedi. It's dealing with you know very dark and troubling times, but it's about people organizing around an idea. And I like what Adria Arjana said about how you, you get this situation happening and you wonder how is it going to work? Is there going to be unity? Are the groups going to be fighting together? And I think, you know, with the presence of Saw Gerrera, <laughs> that's certainly an open question as to whether they're going to be fighting together or whether they're going to be fighting, but just, you know, separately with their own ideals and their own, uh, you know, rules of combat, as it were. And yet it's hard to hear that and not also consider the fact that we're seeing Coruscant in the trailers and we are dealing with Mon Mothma who is in the Senate. So she doesn't seem to be someone who's really like, you know, in the kitchen as Tony Gilroy calls it, right? She's not in that same milieu. And so she talks about, Genevieve O'Reilly does, about them carving out a role for her, for Mon Mothman, carving out space and time within the series for her. And I wonder if that's, you know, how it really is. I'm just, I'm curious about that fact because so far she seems like integral to the whole proceedings based on what we've been seeing. So it's not just a carving out, it's just as important in its way as everything else. And it's almost like we're getting to see just the different socioeconomic strata of the situation. We talked about this a little bit on the podcast, talking about how Luthen Rail, Stellan Skarsgård's character is saying that the Empire is choking us so slowly that we're not even realizing it and how just that's a very Coruscant way of looking at things and the Outer Rim certainly isn't seeing it that way. Now, another interesting thing that comes out of this interview, and I think this is the only place that I've seen it mentioned, is that Genevieve O'Reilly says that Mon Mothma's character is a senator and married at the age of 16. 16 years old. And I don't recall her being, you know, a child bride, as it were, in Legends or anything like that. So I'm fascinated to see where that comes from. And then another interesting aspect of all the interviews, I think, comes from the Kyle Soller and Nice Goff interview. The two of them are playing characters who are very similar in their own way. They're both very ambitious, very driven, but they're also surrounded by people who are just not doing their job. Denise Goff talks about how there's just these lazy corner-cutting boys that she's working with and she's seeing things that they don't. And that does remind me of the Cassie Nandor line about just the empire, the people are just so fat and satisfied. And it sounds like Denise Goff is working, Deidre Miro, is working with these exact same people, these fat and satisfied people who are just resting on their laurels and she's looking around saying, no, I see something else that's wrong here and we've got to do something about it. And she's trying to elevate things and elevate her own ambition and passion. And Kyle Soller in talking about his character, Cyril Karn, says that he also is trying to you know, be a high performer in the midst of a bureaucratic situation that's far from the empire, but he's ambitious. He wants to rise and he has a strong moral code, but instead of putting it to work for something like the rebellion, he's putting it to work for this, you know, corporate authority kind of situation. I'm putting the words corporate authority in his mouth. He doesn't actually see that he's working for this, this particular group on Ferrix and is very interested in bringing Cassie and Andor to justice who, you know, 
in all truth and fairness, is actually conducting criminal activity, if you want to put it that way. So he thinks he's in the right and he is trying to do right, but he also has these other painful circumstances and past history stuff that are driving him this way. And I think the last thing I'll highlight for you out of these interviews is how Diego Luna said that when he was preparing for Rogue One, he had his own ideas about Cassian's backstory and who this person was and who he had been before he arrived in the situations in Rogue One. And that his meeting with Tony Gilroy and first talking about the character of Cassian Nandor was very similar in terms of the essence of who he had understood Cassian Nandor to be and who Tony Gilroy was you know, coming to talk with him about that version of Cassian Nandor. The two were very similar. So like I said, I will have those all linked at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com and in the show notes as well. They are worth checking out and the longest run goes just about six minutes. The shortest one's about four minutes. So yeah, they go real quick. And that's what I've got for you on our What to Watch Now episode of the show today and for the episode of the show itself. So it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for this episode as always and may the force be with you wherever in the world world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.